everyone. It's Gloria and welcome to season five, episode three of Miss Independent. Today, I'm joined by Raibo Chen, who is a money and life coach based in Vancouver. We will be chatting about what a money mindset is, a scarcity versus abundance mindset, why it's so important, as well as how to positively shape your relationship with money and all forms of wealth. Hope you enjoy. I am here today with Ribo, who is a finance coach at Invest with Ribo on Instagram. And today we're going to be talking about money mindset. Welcome to the show, Ribo. Thanks so much for joining me today. Why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Thank you. Uh, so much pleasure to be here. I'm Ribo, and I'm 30 years old. I live in Vancouver. Uh, my full-time job is a change management consultant at a global tech company. I'm also a wealth and life coach, helping people achieve their money and life goals. A fun fact about me is um, in British Columbia, I am a two-time champion in Olympic weightlifting. Wow, that's so cool. So what is your relationship with money? I have a great relationship with money. Um, I see money as my friend. I see money as a vehicle, as a tool to help me get what I value as even more important. Mm -hmm. And so what are your core values? Like what do you value as more important than? To me, I value freedom. I value the flexibility. I value the options. I value my family, my loved ones. So money is a way for me to have more time with my family, with my loved ones, and a way for me to invest in myself. And that's how I view money. And that's why I said money is my good friend, because money helps me get what I want. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. Money is definitely a tool. And have you always had this money mindset? No, no. Growing up, I wasn't exposed to money as a tool. Uh, It was always about we can't spend money because we need to save. But I never knew the reason why we need to save. So I was just like, why can't we enjoy the present moment and go buy something? (laughs) I always saw money as just something to pay the bills. And it's like shameful to spend money on something that I want. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of the the mindset growing up. and I had to work very hard to change my relationship with money. And so we're going to get all into that, Yeah, how you were able to change your money mindset. So that's what this episode's all about. Mm-hmm. But first, let's talk about why mindset is important just in general. And maybe you can define what a mindset is. Yeah. Um, mindset is so important in life because it drives everything we do. It's our internal operating system. So if you think about it, our mindset and beliefs shape our perspective and thoughts. It shapes our words, shapes our actions, and then shapes our habits. We are repeatedly what we do. So mindset is is the beginning of every single decision we make in life. And that's why mindset is super important. Because if you view something as negative, you're going to all the way down the chain, take a negative action towards it or away from it and build the negative habit of uh, moving away from it. And then you won't get the result you want, or you will just, you know, have this self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like, well, they don't like me or money's not helpful. And then 
over the time, you'll start to see this cycle of, yeah, money's not helpful because I never get any of it, right? So mindset is super important in life and money and everywhere because it drives everything we do, whether or not we know it, um, because it happens oftentimes at the subconscious level. And that's why it's super important to work on our mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. Especially on the subconscious point, a lot of times we may have certain viewpoints and not necessarily understand why we have them. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that as we get older, like we should just explore and be aware of how we think about things. Yeah. So money mindset. Let's Mm. talk about that. What is a money mindset? Our money mindset is simply our set of beliefs that are usually unconscious about money. It's usually influenced by our upbringings, by our cultural values, society values, on how we approach earnings, savings, spending, and sharing money in our lives. It's also how we view and feel about money. So our financial habits or our money habits, whether good or bad, are driven by our money mindset. And our feelings of security, uncertainty, limitation, or resourcefulness, or generosity, they're all impacted by our beliefs on money, right? Everything we know about money, I think, comes down to one or two things, scarcity or abundance. And that's what I would say as a money mindset. It's just our beliefs about money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's important to note that just because you grow up a certain way with like a certain level of material comfort doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have an abundant or scarce mindset. And we're going to define those in a minute. But Mm -hmm. It's, it's just kind of how the people around you, the grownups who teach you about money, treat it, right? Because, for example, you can definitely grow up not super well off, but still have, for example, parents who maybe like go to church and then tithe, right, on a regular basis. So you're exposed to like, oh, giving to others is important. And then you understand that generosity is important. Not saying that you have to go to church and do those things. Like that can be taught in many different ways, but that's just an example. Exactly. Yeah. And then that can definitely impact how you overcome challenges in the future. So it's all it's all psychology. It's really it's really interesting. Yeah, it's all psychology and it's all interconnected. And I, I really love to help people see this. Everything really starts from within our our minds, um, our mindsets, our beliefs, because they really drive everything else we do. So let's talk about abundance versus scarcity mindset. Then, can you define those and give some examples? Mm-hmm, yeah. I think scarcity mindset is a set of beliefs or feelings that makes you feel, makes you believe that you don't have enough. Um, you don't have enough money. You don't have enough of A, B, or C. It's like thinking about, oh, I, I don't have enough money. I suck at money. I'm never going to have enough. These are scarcity mindset, right? Or thinking that there's not enough money in the world for everyone to have. These are all beliefs. Abundance mindset 
is like appreciating the power of money and the opportunity it welcomes, just like how I view money as my friend, right? So it's like thinking about, I love taking charge of my finances. I love learning more about money. I appreciate what I have. Money can help me get what I truly value. These are all kind of examples of abundance mindset. And I think these mindsets drive our money decisions, like sharing money with others via giving, like you talked about earlier, putting money aside to invest, seeing some purchases as valuable investments and not just as simple costs. Um, growing up, everything I saw and learned from my parents was things are just a cost. Don't buy this because this costs too much. But then because of my mindset shift, I started to look at things from a value perspective. Sure, this thing can cost $99. It's expensive, but it might have bring more value than $99. Then is it worth it? Oh, probably it will be. So that also affects on how you look at purchases, how you look at different things as investments rather than just a cost that you would spend your money on. There's something to be said about, you know, buying something that's a little bit more expensive, but might last longer versus Mm -hmm. buying something cheap, and then you'll have to buy it over and over again. How were you able to shift your mindset from more scarce to more uh, abundant? Uh, It was really through a lot of things altogether. Um, Listening to podcasts, um, reading some books and working with mentors. Some of my mentors helped me understand the abundance mindset and a lot of reflection and journaling to help me understand the thing that has been stopping me has been my mindset. I've been thinking about, oh, I don't have enough. And I thought about doing a lot of things to get more, to get more, to get more. But then I realized, when is it enough? Like, when do I stop? Right. So um, a mentor taught me two things that really help me with my life, with my money is number one, focus on what I can control. And number two, run my own race. There's so much noise out there on competition, on what is the right thing to do in the society? What is the right thing to do in your culture? And they shape kind of this competitive landscape. And then I was a bit, uh, painful inside of me because I was always trying to compete with others. But after I made that shift to focus on what I can control and run my own race, I apply that in my life. I apply that in my money landscapes. And it really helped me understand that I have enough and I can appreciate what I have. Um, A good way I did it was through journaling. I write out these short terms and long-term goals I have to help me understand, oh, these are the kind of the finish lines that I want to get to and just focus on these finish lines and don't live my life based on other people's definition of success, uh, people's definition of how much money is enough, right? Because everyone's situation is different. Personal finance is truly personal. Um, And I think that's what helped me. Um, There's a, a very... I would say, interesting, eye-opening, yet challenging exercise that I think I would invite everyone to give it a try is to start with the end in mind. Um, We will all die one day, right? And so if we think about the day before we die, what kind of person have we become 
What have we achieved? And why was it important for us to become this person that we see ourselves the day before we die? Now, kind of think back 10 years from now, five years from now, what type of person do you want to be? And how does this align with the you that you see before leaving this world? Then think about the present day. What are some mindsets and beliefs that you have to install in your operating system, internal operating system, to help you get closer to where you want to be in five years? So kind of in summary, there's a lot of things that I've done, a lot of work inside myself to really change how I view life, how I view money, and view those as my friends that can help me get to different places. So one thing that you said that was interesting was not focusing on what other people think and their definition of success, right? And Mm. I think that we all at some level know that that is bad, that we should not be like running this rat race, continuing on this hedonic treadmill, but it's quite difficult considering that we're exposed to social media. We see on LinkedIn, like our friends' job updates and this and that and the other, right? What are some tips that you have for people to avoid just like comparing themselves? Really question yourself, why do you want such thing? Ask yourself, why is it so important for you to have something that others have? Why is it important for you to become this type of person? Really having that candid internal conversation with yourself can help you understand, are you trying to get something just to keep up with with other people? Or are you trying to get something really for yourself? Um, As a life coach, when in my one-to-one conversations, I always help people see, why is this something so important for them? And throughout some conversations, we realize there is something at the core that was driving them which was they're not enough. That's why they wanted to buy this or want to achieve this to prove to others that they're enough. Or it might be in the core that there's a void within them that they want to fill by just, you know, buying expensive stuff to show people, hey, respect me. And I'll tell you this, that was me early in my early 20s. I was buying stuff to impress people that I that probably didn't know me. I was trying to buy respect. I was trying to buy status. And that was a painful life for me to live through. So um, I think the, the very first place to start is to start with the end in mind and really have that candid discussion with yourself. Why is it so important for you to achieve what you want to achieve? And what are the values that can bring to you once you achieve that? And I think in modern days, people don't have enough time and space to really have that conversation with themselves. The the one question that I like to ask um, young, young audience is, if you were to buy this item or if you were to go on this experience, you cannot share on social media. So quote unquote, (laughs) no one can ever know about what you bought. No one can ever know about what you've experienced would you still do what you do? Mm-hmm. And that really got people thinking. It's like, hmm, am I buying this just to show off on social media? Okay. So w- 
what is driving you to show off on social media, right? Because we can get to a deeper level conversation. And that's how we can get back to the mindset, the beliefs, right? So if we look at people's actions, that is just at the very surface. We got to go five, seven levels deep down and ask, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And then go into the very core of it to understand what is driving them. And then take that, change that conversation, change that script that's happening in their minds by you know journaling every day, repeating that I what I have is enough, I'm a great person, and all those positive informations, money informations, to change that internal mindset. And then the, the habits, the actions later on, they will change. Otherwise, if we try to change at the actions level, the change won't last. We have to change all the way down to the mindset level to change what we can see at the surface level. Mm-hmm. That was a long answer. Um, I hope <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes sense. And I think that at the core of it is really understanding and getting to know what your own core values really are. And you're right. A lot of people don't really have the time or space or like maybe they feel like they don't have it, but they just haven't made time for it because these internal conversations are difficult to have with yourself. Like people don't want to like look inside themselves and reflect. Yeah. It's, it's scary. And while you're talking about this, I'm just thinking about in our grand system of this world, businesses are designed to make profit from consumers. So they will try their best to tell you, you need this item. Mm -hmm. You need to go on this vacation. You need to have this super expensive wedding. You need to have this, have this to be happy. And if you think about from their perspective, what are they trying to do? They just want to sell you a a dialogue to convince yourself that you need to buy these stuff so they can profit from you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you think about so many holidays that are created. I don't know why they're created, but- And they're all commercialized. They're all commercialized, right? Exactly. So if you don't, if we don't really take the time to have that conversation with ourselves, we then will just get dragged around by the different businesses and then spend based on what they think is important, what they value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important and it takes courage. It takes braveness to sit down and really ask yourself, why do I do what I do? And leave the question there and then just let it sink in. A um, couple of days, you might have some ideas flowing up and just write it down. Don't judge yourself, just write it down. And then over time, have a look at that piece of paper, see if you can find a pattern, right? Then ask yourself the next level, why? Why do I do this? And then keep asking yourself a couple levels why to see what you can uncover. And how do you suggest that people just get into the right headspace for this? Because we're all very go, 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 and it can be difficult to just take some time to do this. Yeah, um, start small. I think just starting small, um, set, say, one minute in your day. Just start, start with one minute in your day for yourself, okay? Every other minute in the day, you can do it for something else, do it for someone else. Start one minute a day just for yourself. Sit there. It's okay. Do nothing. Let your mind wander. Bring a piece of paper and just start writing what's on your mind. Um, it's important to see kind of, 
visualize your thoughts on paper to see what's going on in your minds because our minds are always so busy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're not aware of what's on your mind because what's on your mind really shapes everything you do. And this is where kind of the power of compounding comes in. If you do one minute a day and then you do it over a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you start to have a compound effect where you may, you get more comfortable in having the conversation with yourself. You get more comfortable in appreciating yourself. You get more comfortable in loving yourself. Yeah. And I think what it all really comes down to is loving yourself more, right? Mm Because this is all an exercise in self-love. Having a abundant money mindset is a practice of self-love. Like it's, it's all about that. Exactly. Yes. If we can change and improve the relationship with ourselves, every relationship around us will improve. So we talked about how people may just want more things, but what about not wanting things at all? I was reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Mm -hmm. there was a quote in there that said, the avoidance of money is just as psychotic as being attached to money. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah. If we see money as a tool um, to help us get to somewhere faster, why would you want to avoid it? It's like saying, hey, here's a car for you to drive from A to B. And then you said, well, nope, I'll walk for 10 hours instead. (laughs) Right? Um, I think that's the avoidance part. We see it as a tool. We see it as a vehicle to help us get to somewhere faster. So don't avoid it. Be friends with it. But at the same time, the tool and the vehicle of money only helps you get from A to B. You have to question yourself, why do you want to go to B? Why is it so important for me to go to B? Um, Whether or not it's a purchase or an experience or wherever, right? Otherwise, we would be so attached to money and always want to chase for money, for more money. And that's when we get attached to money. Money is a tool to help us get something that's even more valuable to us. For some people, it may be freedom. It may be more time. It may be convenience. Be clear on what you value and don't chase money for money's sake. And the the important question here that I would ask anyone listening is, if you were to have your dream life, how much would it cost you? And I can tell you, most people can't answer this question Mm -hmm. because we are brought up thinking more money is good. More money is good, which is true. But if you have more money and you don't know how to spend it, what's good with money being in the bank and you don't know how to utilize it? So I invite all the listeners out there to do an assessment and go crazy. Dream it. If you can list down everything you want and put a dollar sign beside it, Look at how much money do you need to have each month to live your dream life. And, and I, can tell, <laughs> I can tell you, uh, my, one of my dream life is to have one 90-minute massage every week. So I listed, I listed down and how, how much it would cost times four. Okay, that, that's the minimum money I, I need to have to enjoy that kind of life that I want to enjoy, right? So because when you do this type of assessment, 
then you understand, oh, actually, I'm not that far away from living my dream life. I actually have enough money to live my dream life, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I need $200 more every month. That's very different than thinking I need more money because now you have a precise number as your goal. That's a really good exercise to do. It kind of reminds me of how the fire movement, they do like 25 times your annual expenses and that's how much you need invested in order to like gain financial independence and retire early, right? So I think mm-hmm. that that's, that's also interesting because it's like taking your existing life and then turning that into how much money you'd need to retire And then this is like taking your dream life and how much you would need to sustain that. So you you also mentioned like in general, all forms of wealth, not just money. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, that's my that's my um, most passionate topic that I love talking (laughs) about. Um, You know, I believe we essentially have three things we can utilize to invest. Number one is money. Number two is energy. Number three is time. And if you really think about it, money is a result of the time and energy that we put in. So it's super important for us to invest in energy and time in areas that matter to us and align with our values. Growing up, I always thought money and wealth is the only measurement of success. And that's what I what I chased um, pretty much until my mid-20s. Then I learned about the eight forms of wealth from a guy called Robin Sharma. He's based in Toronto. Um, The eight forms of wealth, what they look like. Number one is your inner wealth. So your internal mindset, your inner well-being, that is your wealth inside. Your physical wealth is your health, your body, how, how physically strong is your body. Your family wealth, how great are your family relationships? Because um, a happy family life will drive us to perform better in other areas in our lives. And from a study I've read, no one on their deathbeds regretted spending more time with family. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the uh, fourth one is a career wealth. So how well are you kind of pursuing your career, going up and being the best self that you can in the career world and economic wealth. So how much money you have, that's the economic wealth, economic success, community wealth. So how well are you in terms of providing value to your communities, to your friends? How wealthy are you in terms of relationships, social relationships? And then seven is adventure and fun wealth. So what's the meaning of life if we don't have fun? Right. So are you having enough fun to to celebrate your successes and your achievements? And the last is impact wealth. So as human beings, I believe we love to serve. We love to provide value to others. So how much of an impact are you bringing to this world is a measurement of your impact wealth. And what I tell everyone is look at all areas in your life and invest energy and time in all these eight areas because investing is not just about money. You can spend maybe 10 hours a week looking at your monetary investments. Great. What about the other 156, 158 hours a week? (laughs) How are you going to invest those time and energy? The three things, money, energy, and time are Mm -hmm. the things that you can invest. Absolutely agree with that. And I'd like to say that 
time is your most valuable resource as well, right? Because mm-hmm. you can get more money, but you can't get more time. And also energy is in, involved with that too, right? Because as you get older, you have less energy to do things perhaps, or you spend your energy with, I don't know, like kids or something. So that takes up a lot of your time and energy as well. So it's important to consider that in the grand scheme of things, trading time for money may not necessarily be the smart move in, mm-hmm. in terms of the eight forms of wealth. Yeah, exactly. And like, you, like we discussed earlier, we've been brought up thinking that trading time for money is the only way to go. Mm-hmm. But as we learn about different leverages, we then start to learn, oh, you can trade more money for more money. How does it even work, right? And that's the power of investing. That's the power of compounding. And that's something that I think we should learn in school. I don't know why it wasn't taught in school. Um, I'm I'm really happy to see that recently, I think it was Ontario, that mm-hmm. it's gonna they're going to put in uh, some sort of personal finance lessons in grade mm-hmm. nine curriculum. Mm-hmm. So that was great. But so it was happy on, to hear that. It was on like mortgages, right? I was like, hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so they're going to teach students how to get a mortgage. And I think they're also going to teach them how to do their taxes. Right. Yeah, I haven't really looked into it because I was like, I don't know any grade nines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, like I said, it, we're shifting so fast. We're starting to see um, these being into regular high school curriculums. And I think it's amazing. Everyone should learn more about money because money is everywhere. And what's the point of not learning and making it our friend? Exactly, exactly. And that's an important part of having an abundance mindset, right? Just educating Mm -hmm. yourself, knowing that money is not your enemy, it's your friend, and you can take control of your finances. So um, do you have any tips and tricks for improving your mindset that are like quick and easy? So you mentioned the journaling and you mentioned a couple of questions that people can start with do you have any other suggestions um i think other than journaling other than you know just have a conversation with yourself surround yourself with people that you admire and learn about what their mindset is trying to understand their level of thinking their set of beliefs and internalize that. I think it's very powerful because we are the sum or the average of the five people that we're the closest with. And if you are around five people that have scarcity mindset, it's very hard for you to change into an abundance mindset because all you hear is conversations that are related to scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. But if you surround yourself with people that view things as abundant, um, they have this abundance mindset, you quickly will get influenced and your mindset will also change because the environment can change you to some degree. And it's important to put yourself in the right environment and surround yourself with the right people. How can people do that? listening to podcasts so there's a i call myself i have a lot of famous friends that i've never met so i listen <laughs> i listen to podcasts their conversations inspire me and, and gives me new perspectives in uh, many different ways books is another way to you know get into someone's thinking and understand how do they approach certain type of problems how do they find solutions 
Absolutely. So do you have any suggestions? Do you, do you have any favorite podcasts, books, resources that you'd recommend? Yeah. Podcast-wise, I listen to Tim Ferriss. He invites world-class uh, performers onto his podcast, and he kind of deconstructs how those people get to world-class. Books-wise, I would recommend number one, Mindset by Carol Dweck. So Mindset, the book talks about a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So if I think about scarcity mindset, I think it's a form of fixed mindset. You think that you're always in this state and you can't change. Abundance mindset and growth mindset is thinking that we can develop. So that's the first book. The second book is I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. He talks about a lot of you know personal finance stuff, but I don't think that's the important stuff in his book. It's one specific chapter on talking to you on how to live a rich life. And the rich life is defined by you, is not defined by the society. And that brings us to the end of our show. If people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? They can find me on Invest with Ribo on Instagram. Just search me up on Instagram and you'll be able to find me. You can uh, message me, leave me a comment or anything if you want to interact. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. I had so much fun. As the aspiring Miss Independent, this is Gloria signing out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're using Apple Pods, please toss me five stars. It would help me so, so much. So see you next time. Until then, stay healthy and grow wealthy.